Ahoy! Oh, that was a big ahoy. <laughs> I'm you excited. okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you excited for? Um, talk about this movie. I'm always excited to talk about movies with you, Adam. Me too. Me too, Nick. Me too. So Welcome to Bottom of the Stream. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Bottom of the Stream. That's what we do. We talk about movies. Movies that we hope you've never heard of, and then we try and make you hear of them. Kind of what we're doing. Kind of sure. a good description. Yeah, it's, it's as good as any we've got. <laughs> so this week, we're hoping you haven't heard of a film called John Henry. Uh, John Henry was from 2020. It's from last year. Uh, it's rated as a 15 in the UK and as an R in America. Uh, currently runs at one hour and thir- currently runs. It's not going to change. Runs That's at one hour not. and thirty-one minutes, and is currently rated at three point five on IMDb. Stars a guy called Terry Crews, who you will have heard of. He plays the aforementioned John Henry. Um, Terry Crews is an incredibly famous man, probably most famous recently for Brooklyn Nine Nine. I would say so. What's that? That's what seven, eight years worth of comedy gold. Yeah, it's one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. And he's one of the best things about it. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> second cast member from Brooklyn Nine Nine on the show. Yes. Joe Joe Pantoliano. Joe Latrulio. He yeah. was in Win it one all. of the films. Win it all back in season one. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Um, he's a former former NFL player. Is that right? If you say so. I don't know anything about. <laughs> not Joe. Not Joe, Joe Latrulio. Terry <laughs> Crews. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a former NFL player. Um, also stars Jamila Velasquez, who plays a character called Berta. Um, she's not been in a lot. If you've seen Empire, she was in that for quite a while. Uh, it's quite a famous show about singing, I think. I've never seen it. Um, also stars Ludacris. Um, obviously most famous for being a rapper. He plays a character called Hell. Um, he's also in the last three Fast and Furious films. Sure. So you might, if you've seen them, you'll know who he is. I've never seen one. I haven't either. never seen any of them. <laughs> Is that bad? It's like, I don't know. It's, it's one of like, the biggest box office franchises of all time. I've never seen a single one. Just doesn't interest me in the slightest. And you go to, well, you did go to the cinema all the time. And you've yeah. never come across one of the 17 Fast no. and Furious <laughs> films. Never once. Never even uh, never even once. Well, and I don't really go. have any interest in watching. In common. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, written and directed by a guy called Will Forbes, and currently this is his only IMDb credit. Nothing okay. before and nothing since. So he wrote and directed this, somehow managed to get it off the ground, even though he wasn't established in Hollywood by the sounds of it. Do Good you, Nicholas, have a one-word review of John Henry? Hammer time. I knew you were going to say hammer. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say hammer. Hammer time. It is hammer time. Where does this film start, Nick? Uh, we are on home video. We are. Uh, and it is December 1993. Yes. Before we start, uh, should we talk about the history of John Henry? Yeah, I think we should probably set that context. So, I, I'm i not aware of it. I assume in, there are American listeners who will be fully aware of the folklore that goes around the words John Henry. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting reading about this. Yeah, it is. I've got the Wikipedia page up in front of me, so I'll just uh, skim over it, basically. So, John Henry is an American folklore, and he was an African-American male who said to work as a steel-driving man, which is a man tasked with hammering a steel drill into rock to make holes for explosives. Yeah, so he he was working on the railways, wasn't he? So, yeah, basically he's clearing paths for the railways. Yeah. Um... It's most famously told in blues songs. There's a lot of blues songs about him. And there's a couple even in this film. Yeah. Um, where they play it over the top. And there's numerous stories, books, plays, novels. There's a statue somewhere of this guy. It's in Tolcott in Summers County, West Virginia. It was measured, according to the folklore, was measured in a race against a steam-powered rock drilling machine. A race that he won, only to die in victory with a hammer in hand as his heart gave out from stress. Yep. So he <laughs> That's... he he raced the the steam powered machine, yeah, to prove because yeah. I guess he's yeah he was trying to trying to prove that uh, yeah he didn't want his friends to be out of a job basically. Yeah. <laughs> so he was basically he's basically revered as a real life superhero in American folklore, and so much so that DC actually based a superhero on him. There is a superhero called Steel who apparently after the death of Superman, 
took over the mantle of the Man of Steel. And uh, Steel's real name is John Henry. Interesting. Based on the folklore. So yeah, there's a little little history. I literally had no idea about any of that. And I thought it was quite interesting. So, But this film has nothing, it makes no reference to him being a steel worker. No reference to him being a superhero. So all of that is completely pointless in relation to this film. Well, it's not really because he just... <laughs> he just... You know, he is a man of great strength in this movie. In oh, fact, yeah, in the, that's in goes this, without saying. In, in this home video that that kicks off this movie, you've nice. got you, you've got young John Henry sitting in the back of his dad's new Cadillac. Yep. Uh, with his his dad up front, and and he says, you know, uh, his dad says to him, "You you squeezed my finger so hard when you were a little baby that I know, that's why we named you John Henry." Yeah, that's where your name came from. Is named after the folklore, I guess. Um, then the the John Henry start, song starts playing at the beginning of the film after interspersed with all these home video things and then suddenly his dog gets run over yeah this is like <laughs> early dog death right at the start yeah does, does the dog, the dog... Come? <laughs> yes. yes yes it, it does. does very early John is very visibly upset by the loss of his beloved dog and yeah. the driver of the van that hits the dog gets out and actually pulls a gun on John Henry for putting a dent in his car. Yeah, it's like, your your dog's dented my, my car. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah, he pulls a gun on him. And John Henry literally just uh, completely ignores this guy and just walks away with the dead dog cradled in his arms. Just blanks him as if he wasn't even there. So this is now, the sort of guy we're dealing with here. I, I'm going to say straight away, I'm starting on a positive note. I really enjoyed the soundtrack to this movie. Yeah, the soundtrack is awesome. I, I it it's it's kind of got this mixture, as like you say, of these sort of folksy songs. Yeah, bluesy. But yeah, but it it has also got a real western motif. Yeah, yeah, it really it. has. Yeah. Um, and there's also loads of rap in there. I I just thought it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. I agree, I did as well. Really enjoyed it. Um, we cut from there to the credit sequence that goes on for a little while and the John Henry Blues song is playing over that. And we cut out yeah, of the it's credits. Anim- it's animated, isn't it? So there's, yes. there's a lot going on. There's a lot of stylistic clashes, Ch- I guess, going on. Yeah, there's a lot. there is a lot going on yeah. in the early parts of this. Um, cut straight from there, from the credits, we go to what we find out is a... What do you call these places? A brothel? Yeah. Whorehouse, yeah, basically. Basically, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's kind of where prostitutes live, and there's loads of uh, men in white tracksuits playing dominoes and talking very quickly, very loudly in strong American accents. We're in like a gang hideout, I guess. Yeah, and, and they're all sort of being very braggadocious, aren't they? Sort of braggadocious. Kind of That's the most yeah, peaches trying, word I've ever heard. <laughs> trying to like one up. Each of them with sort of all they, these tales. Um, I wish I could tell you because I, I couldn't keep up with what they were saying. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I was like, what? But I even put the subtitles on at one point. But um, you've got all these girls on this on this sofa. And, yeah. And they seem to be pretty drugged up. Yeah, they're very spaced out, aren't they? Apart from one of them. Yeah. Um, who seems to be significantly more aware. Uh, she then gets sort of escorted off, doesn't she? Into one of the side rooms by one of these... Uh, gangsters gang members yeah. because he's like well I'm going to try the new merchandise um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's where we start off that's really. where we start yeah and as soon as they leave somebody starts shooting the place up yeah a bullet fires, flies through the window strikes one of the guys and they're like what the hell and then loads more bullets fly through and everybody kind of goes down they start shooting back there's a big firefight going on but you can't see where these bullets are coming from outside the house they're literally shooting through the walls, some of them. Yeah. And eventually, everybody is in the house. None of the girls, but all of the gangsters go down. They all get shot. Yeah, pretty much. And two guys run in. Um, I've written cops, but they weren't cops. Um, no. They they show up. They look like they were cops. And they go... They've Turns out they've come to rescue this girl who had just been taken away. And they do. They, they kill the last guy who was in the bedroom with her. And... It turns out they're her brothers. Yeah, and 
they they um well it turns out they're from their Honduran, aren't they? But yeah. as we find out later on in the uh, in the movie. But but they they are speaking Spanish. Uh, do you know how we know they speak Spanish before they even open their mouths? How? The soundtrack changes to Spanish guitar. It does. It really does. <laughs> um, yeah, so unfortunately, though, one of the guys takes a bullet, gets shot. He does. Um, the, one of the white tracksuit guys was still alive, manages to get off a final shot before he dies, and shoots this guy. So the girl escapes with the other guy, and they get out of the house, and then all the cops start showing up. Some, some cops start showing up. Yeah, so um, the 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 guy who was who helped the girl escape, he distracts the cops yeah. and tells her to to run, basically, which she yeah, does. Which she does, and she manages to hide under a porch in a house a bit further yes. down the street. She she he's given her his jacket, and as she sort of goes through the fence or the hedge, uh, she loses a patch on it, yeah. doesn't she? It's like a a, a symbol. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. She goes and and hides under this this porch. So she's there for a little while. Um, suddenly a cop shows up, knocks on the door to the house, and this is when we find out that it's John Henry's house. Yes. Because Terry Crews answers the door. Cop's doing a sweep of the area just to see if anybody's seen anything. Um, He's like, no way you're coming in this house. <laughs> yeah, John Henry is not so a fan cop. of the police. Um, I'm going to make an apology at this point in the podcast. My notebook was full this week, so I've had to write on an A4 pad. So <laughs> if you hear page-turning noises... I apologise, but I'm like it's like I'm reading the Times sitting in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to try and turn them as quietly as I can, and they obviously won't be very often because there's shed loads of writing on each page. <laughs> you made approximately one page of notes. I can't. I'll tell you. Excuse the page. No, that's more turnage. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Which is about right. So I usually do about nine or ten. John Henry gets rid of the cop, the cop disappears, and he comes back out of the house, and he is, he is obviously twigged that this girl's under his porch. Yeah, he Cause, looks, because there's like a hole in the in the um, ramp, isn't yeah. there? And he sort of looks down at her and says, do you want to come in? Yeah, he asks her if she's hungry, and yeah. he, she goes in and he makes her a sandwich, and he introduces himself, um, he introduces his dad, who's also there with him, his dad's called BJ, and his dad isn't happy, because... In his his words, why are you dragging gutter bitches into my house? <laughs> um, John gets offended by that term, but he's like, you literally did just find her in a gutter. Yeah, it did make me chuckle. Um, it did make me chuckle. Also, just before, just before you go on, so so John's dad is played by Ken Foree, and he, do you know what he's most famous for? Go on. He was, he was the lead in um, the Dawn of the Dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I know um, you mean now. Yeah. I didn't think that was him. Awesome. Yeah. 1978, way back then. Wowzers. Um, John tries to... This lady's obviously Spanish. John picks this up quite quickly, but he can't speak Spanish. No. So he tries to communicate with her as much as he can. And he figures out that she's got no family or she's just lost family members. She says that, yeah, he works out. She says her, her family's gone. Yeah. I think this is a word he works out. Yeah. Um, and then he says he's lost someone today too. So this establishes that it's the same day that the dog died. Yeah. Um, eventually he says to her, look, you can stay tonight and then tomorrow I'll help you out. We'll sort you out. She doesn't understand any of no, it. She doesn't. So his dad comes over and speaks to her in fluent Spanish and explains everything that's going on. And... Unbeknownst to John that his dad could speak Spanish. Yeah, he says he says to his dad, "When did you when how, when did you speak when did you learn to speak Spanish?" And he just says, "1989." <laughs> it yeah. Really made me laugh. No, it was like, oh yeah, I, there was this uh, this lady I was chasing in 1989. And, uh, yeah. I've never really used it since. He was the, a player. The relationship between John and his dad is a highlight of this film. But I thought their their chemistry was really good actually. The lady goes off to Bert, Berta. We find out is the lady's name. She That's goes right. off to the bathroom. She comes back, whispers something in John's dad's ear. And it turns out... He just out, giggles. He just giggles and tells John that he's got to go and get her something from the shop. It turns out she needs some uh, feminine hygiene products. Sure. So he heads to the shop. And he turns out, because this is quite an embarrassing moment for him, 
that he used to go to school with the lady who runs the shop. This was a really weird scene. <laughs> it really was. It was so out of place <laughs> with everything else. It was really weird. I, and it makes me think, was this parts of this movie left on the cutting room floor? <laughs> because John, as you say, bumps into this, this girl who, who um, he, he went to school with. And they sort of have a chat, don't they, about whether they've got kids or not. Because she presumes he's buying for his daughter for, yeah. for his daughter he says he comes up with an excuse about his nieces are staying over or something like that yeah and then so she recommends a product yeah she helps him out yeah and then that their hands touch don't they as, yeah as she's passing him the the box and then some smooth r&b <laughs> allegedly comes on on like the the supermarket sound system but it just booms onto the soundtrack of the film yeah and then they just start, John Henry does a little dance. <laughs> they have a bit of a dance in the shop. <laughs> it's totally out of what we've seen of his character before or after this. Completely out of whack with the whole rest of the film. It was very it's strange. really weird. <laughs> it was. I suppose they were just trying to establish that he's a nice guy, even if he's a hard ass. But yeah. it didn't really come across. It just felt a bit out of place and a bit weird. We cut from there to, there's a montage of old video camera footage, which happens a yeah. few times during this film. Um, they, you never really learn anything from them. It's more just scene setting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Basically. But it does happen a couple of times. Um, and then suddenly, it's, John, it's, it's telling you that basically that in his earlier days, John was in the white tracksuit gang. That's what I've called them. Yeah, he was in this gang <laughs> culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what they're trying to make you establish, and that he's he's now out of that and away from yeah. it. In the next shot, he wakes up with a start. He's asleep in bed, and he suddenly wakes up. Lights yeah, he's, seen like, he's seen like blood, hasn't he? And yeah, he's had a bit of a nightmare. Wake up from nightmare. Um, so he lights a cigarette. And when he lights the cigarette, he's lying in the dark having a cigarette. And then suddenly there's a cough in his room. So he, he nearly shits himself, turns his light on. <laughs> and this girl who he's let stay over is just sitting on his bedroom floor. That's right, yeah. She's scared. Yeah. But she'd, she'd established a rapport with his dad more than with him. Yeah. So it, just, it struck me as a bit weird of why she would just sit on his floor. Um, so what he decides to do to try and sort this situation out is show us some drawings that he's done. Sure. It just is <laughs> such a leap in logic, isn't it? He's like, oh, here's my sketch pad. I like to draw. Yeah, it's the middle and of the night. Like, oh, I, lo- I love drawing as well. <laughs> That's what they've got in common. Yeah. And but then, it, was, it was a leap, wasn't it? It really was. Then he starts crying over his dead dog because he can't draw dogs and he's been trying to draw his dog. Yeah, he can never get it quite right. He says, I can never draw. I've never been able to draw dogs. Yeah. And he starts crying. And then suddenly she just vanished. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, next next morning. Well, was, he turned around and she just wasn't there anymore. <laughs> I'm like, is she real? Is this a dream? What's going on? But I think she just walked out of the room while he was crying because she felt awkward. But there, was, there wasn't enough time for it to happen. It just felt really weird. The next morning, that's when we find out that she's from Honduras. She's talking to his dad. They're talking about bats. Bats. It's yeah. so random. They have a conversation. Henry, he, he walks in on this conversation and, and BJ's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. There's no such thing as a white bat. <laughs> he's like, this bitch trying to convince me they have white bats. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it, was, it was just random. <laughs> so weird. Do you think it's true? Do you think there are white bats in Honduras? Yeah, totally. Probably. I've never seen a white bat. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm on board. Uh, what, at this point in the film? No, about the bats. Or just in general with white bats. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you on board with the film at this point? I, I, can I save that till a bit later on? <laughs> yes, I, of course. Uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, At this point, I'm really enjoying it. Right, so we'll see yeah, where I it don't goes give... how that carries yeah, on. Okay. Um, suddenly it's there's a, a knock at the door. For this for me. Yeah, it is. Um, there's a knock at the door at this point, and it's a guy, and she he has to speak to if Berta's there. So she comes to the door and slaps him straight away without even speaking to him. And it turns out that this is the guy that she got away from last night, or the guy that rescued her last night. Yeah, the guy who distracted the cop. So he's found the patch. So that's how he knew she was in the house. Yeah. Because uh, he found the, the patch. That patch in the got. garden. Um. um he wants her so to. Come, he comes in for a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, he does. Immediately, he wants her to just leave with him, but she says, "No, I'm not going anywhere with you." 
Um, so he comes in and John makes him a sandwich. Um, but before he's allowed in the house, John makes him give up his gun. Yes. He's like, we, we're not, you, guns are not allowed in this house. And he even says, well, it's my gun. And the guy's like, when you're under my roof, it's my gun. I thought that was a nice line. Um, and, and again, just to mention the soundtrack again, I promise it might, might not be the last time, but I won't mention it too much. But <laughs> it's now turned into this like fusion of this like spaghetti western meets hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a standoff, um, this bit. Track. Uh, yeah. Bertha eventually talks. Bertha. <laughs> Bertha eventually <laughs> talks him Bertha. in. <laughs> Such a lovely machine. Um, Bertha talks him into giving up his gun, and John wraps it up in a napkin and puts it in his bedside table. Sure. So he doesn't he doesn't like guns. He doesn't allow them in the house. So they sit around this table and gone. Yeah, I was just gonna say that no, they sit down and, and Bert is mad at this guy uh, who we find out is called Emilio, yeah. and she's mad at him because he left the other guy behind. Yes, that's Oscar. Yes. So we found out at this point. So Berta and so she basically we basically get retold the story of the film at this point, but it goes further back, so we get some background on who these people are. Yeah. So. Berta and Oscar have escaped Honduras together because they found an address on a letter that turns out to be from, what's this guy's name? Emilio. Yeah, from Emilio's father. Father. And turns out that they've got the same dad, basically. Yes, correct. So he had like this secret life, a secret family in Honduras that Emilio didn't know about. Yeah, so, so their mother's died and they've, they've come on a... They've, yeah, they've fled the country sort of and come on this just just to try and track down their half brother, I guess. Oh, and their dad. Um, unfortunately, yeah. their dad's dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and has been for several years, according yeah. to Emilio. So Emilio takes them in, um, and he doesn't want them to. He doesn't allow them to stay with him because he doesn't want anything to do with them, really. So he's like, he knows of this. I think he called shelter. it a shelter. Yeah, like a shelter yeah. for illegal immigrants or immigrants so he was he decides to take them there so he's walking them through the streets and suddenly Berta gets kidnapped by this white tracksuit gang yeah. without without the two guys Oscar and Emilio Sna- even really noticing yeah just literally yeah. Stra- snatch her from under their noses Emilio though did recognise the guy this all happened like yesterday by the way <laughs> this is not, not new Wait, this is not old stuff he recognised he recognised the uh, tattoo he recognised the gang sign yeah he, he knew the gang so he manages to track them down to a house and that's where the film starts yeah basically. that's that's so that's, that's when the, the shootout yeah, happened shootout and he saw. got her back so it all it all happened in one day so then John says to him well how many did you kill and he's like I don't know six or seven and then he's like well that's how many bodies you owe now so they basically they're going to come for you if you've taken out six or seven of this gang, you're you're a dead man walking. It's basically what he's saying. We then cut to the gang and we meet the ringleader for the first time. Uh, this is Hell. This is guy who Ludacris is playing. He's a imposing looking character, isn't he? He's got a <laughs> how can I describe it? <laughs> a golden jaw. A golden jaw. Yeah. yeah. He's got like a fake it's- jaw bone on the outside. It's holding his face yeah. together, basically, and, and it's gold. It basically looks like he's like got a facial infinity gone there. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, and this is the first time we meet him, and he just burns up the guy. Go- so he burns up the gun member, doesn't he, with a with a blowtorch? Yeah, uh, his, his weapon of um, choice is a blowtorch. Yeah, and he- it, it's the it's the guy who snatched Berta actually off the street, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because he's, how have you let her get away? Well, he says you weren't careful enough. You can't just be snatching women off the street, basically. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we cut back to John's house. Berta's in the bathroom. She's crying. And John and Emilio go out into the garage to try and fix John's car. Yeah. Um, And just basically bond. They talk about football for a little bit. Yeah, they're both both fan of the Raiders, aren't they? Yeah. And they're... Uh, Emilio is just like, well, why? Why are you helping us? And it, this is basically just another scene to say, well, just because John Henry is a nice guy. Yeah, he <laughs> he he said the line was, "Why are you helping us?" And he says, "Why wouldn't I?" As yeah. if it's like it's just natural for him to just do this. Uh, we get a nice and little. Then, Go on. Oh, I was just going to say because I think you're about to say you get like a montage of L.A. You do. That's exactly um, what I was going to say. Nice little city but montage. It, it, 
it's just like a music video. And yeah. it, it's just random filler. It really and is, again, yeah. Another cool song with... It, it's just like a rap video. Yeah. <laughs> for like two and a half minutes in the middle of this film. Yeah. But then we get possibly to the most important scene. This is like the scene where we figure out what the hell's going on in this. Yeah, it's um, a flashback. It's a flashback to Young John. Young John goes to meet Young John's cousin. And yes. John, it is the day after... John Henry has done his first ever kill. Yeah. Um, because it was like a gang initiation, I think. We're looking at the... I, I thought he just saved his cousin. Yeah. they were holding up a store. They were holding up... It looked like the... the so the cousin says, oh, I've got some video footage of your first kill. So they watch it. And it's he basically curb just... curb stomps this dude. Yeah, he? literally just stomps this guy to death. Um, but I think he had. I think he had his cousin at gunpoint. Right, okay. Because he says, oh, you know, you saved my life. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, but John's done. He's like, I'm, I don't want any of this. I don't want this life. I'm out. Yeah. And the cousin's like, no way. You can't just leave now. We've been working towards this for our entire lives. We've always wanted to be yeah, in this so gang. We're, we're going to run this place. Yeah. He's like, I'm not just doing it to be in the gang. I'm doing it because I want to become a god. Is basically what he says. Yeah. Then, so the cousin comes up to John. He's like, I'll give you this. And he gives him a gun. He hands him a gun. And John doesn't want it. So they, he won't touch it. He won't even, yeah, he won't even touch it. So they start wrestling over it a little bit. The guy's trying to give it yeah, to him. His cousin's trying to force it into his hand. Yeah, and he doesn't want it. And obviously, you know what happens in films when you wrestle over a gun. I imagine it happens in real life as well. Um, it goes off. We hear a gunshot. It goes off in this guy's face. Yeah. Um, we don't, we didn't know that at this point. Um, but what, it was quite obvious that one of them had been shot and it wasn't John. I think um, it's pretty clear who his cousin is at this point. Yes, it is. <laughs> and we find out straight away now because it's it cuts straight there to back to the gang ring leader. And he's got this jawbone, gold jawbone. So you can put two and two together and say that the cousin grew up to be the big boss man like he said he was going to be. He said he was going to be a god. And he he's is. He's literally sitting on a throne. Hell yeah. is sitting on the throne. <laughs> yeah. With his fake jaw because he's got shot by his cousin. John has figured all this out. He knows that hell is behind this. So, obviously, because they're cousins, they share a grandma. Sure. So, he goes to his grandma's house. He's like, where is he? She's like, I don't know. I've, I've not seen him for a while. She's like, I'll tell him you called around, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. And <laughs> he goes, no, I'll wait. So, he, he basically grabs a chair, sits in the garage, waits for hell to turn up. <laughs> this was strange as well. Yes, it was. <laughs> So Just, that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> some in, go on, go on. Say you go, you go. So somebody shows up and basically chuck, chucks a rucksack at him yeah. and says, "Deliver the bodies in twenty-four hours or burn with them." Is the line? Yes. So he's like, "Okay, fair enough." And obviously, the bag's full of money. Cut back to John's house where John's dad, BJ, his. Showing Bertha, Bertha how to shoot a gun. That's right, yeah. Going to turn my page. He's, he's, he's also, while he's, he's teaching Bertha how to hold and shoot a gun, because she starts off by holding it like John Woo style, yeah. sideways. <laughs> and he's like, you've been watching too many movies. He's also then proceeds to tell Emilio about his legendary dick. Yeah, I've written that down. <laughs> he, he says, I had a legendary dick when I was younger. But I had a stroke at 52 because he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned the fact that he's in a wheelchair. No, um, I don't think we are. And he had a stroke at 52 and lost use of his legs and anything below the waist. And so now he's not got a legendary dick anymore. <laughs> John comes home whilst this gun's out and being shown around and he's not happy. Uh, be- no, it's, it's just to clarify, he's, he's, since the accident with hell when they were kids, he's, he's That's not why he touched a gun. Yeah. yeah, he's totally anti- weapons yeah and emilio says to bj what's what's the story there and he's like he doesn't like guns because he shot the devil when he was younger yeah bertha why do i keep calling her bertha (laughs) bertha has drawn john a picture of his dog and it's a lovely picture it really is so standing in front of its kennel and yeah, and he gets all upset about that again. He's all like, oh, I can't believe I've got a picture of my dog now. And he's really, really <laughs> grateful of it. 
Um, and then he says to Emilio, come out and help me deal with this car again. We need to do some more work on the car. He heads outside and he hands Emilio the backpack, which apparently has got $50,000 in. Yeah. And he's like, you, here's some money. You guys need to leave now. Yeah. He's, he's, he says, just get out of town. I'll, I'm going to stay here and I'll, I'll deal, deal with this. <laughs> but Emilio's like, where's this money come from? What, what are you talking about? It turns out Hell's given him the cash and basically told him to get rid of them by whatever means necessary. So, yeah. But then they just go in and eat dinner as if nothing's happened. Yeah, because they told Johnny he had 24 hours, didn't they? So yeah. he's, he's not saying leave immediately, to be fair to him. No, I, I, I guess I, not. I think the plan was, like, get them out in the morning, I think. I think right. is, But it wasn't really, yeah, it wasn't really teased out. But I believe that's that's kind of what the, the right, plan okay. was. So they all have a big dinner together, don't yeah, they? And, B- and BJ takes a bit of a swipe at Emilio, doesn't he? Because yeah. he says, look, why are you being nice now when you wanted to get rid of it yesterday? And yeah. it turns out at this point that Berta still thinks that Oscar's still alive. Um, yeah, she says... There's she no way he's dead, I can him. still feel him, yeah. She's got some, like, force thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Oscar uh, and Amelia's like, no way, no way. Uh, he's dead, he's dead. Yeah, I've seen him get shot, he's definitely dead. Uh, and then the baddies show up. <laughs> so there's a, a, a big rumbling outside the house as... The, Presumably, they've all pulled up outside. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we got another shootout. Yeah. Even though they'd been given 24 hours, they didn't get the 24 hours. <laughs> even no, close to They barely got 24 minutes. Quite early on in this shootout, Emilio takes a gunshot to the head. Yeah, he's, he's a goner. And we lose him. Yeah. We, we lose Emilio this early in the film. We're not this... We're not... Probably over halfway through the film. Um, oh, yeah. And then... BJ takes down the guy that shoots Emilio. So there's all sorts going on. The tables have been flipped up. Everybody's hiding. Um, he's, he's suddenly found use of his legs. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's got adrenaline rush and he can he can walk again. Um, John goes to pick up a gun but can't do it. He will not pick up a gun, even in this situation. <laughs> I've written here, BJ is standing and John can't understand how the hell he's standing up. Um, and then unfortunately, BJ takes a shotgun blast to the chest. Yeah, but he, he says to them, doesn't he, you know, you two get out of here, yeah. I'm going to hold them off. Yeah. He's, he's going to make his last stand, literally. Yeah. <laughs> he stood up. He he gets shot in, well, it's a shotgun blast to the shoulder, I think. But he gets yeah. he gets up and he through the hole in the table, he spots his oxygen canister on the floor or some sort of gas <laughs> canister on the floor. Yeah. And he shoots it and it blows up. The two gangsters blow up and he also blows up. Yeah, he's definitely watched Jaws, hasn't he? <laughs> he really has. Um, unfortunately, the drawing of the dog also got blew up. We get like a lingering... We lose BJ at this point, who's the best character in this film, but we get the lingering picture on the drawing dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so John and Berta are the only two left. They're still in the house, and some more gangsters come in. There's a female member of the crew, isn't there? And yeah. Hell walks in. And... They have a bit of a ruckus, and eventually, John gets it's, shot. It, John, John, John says to Hell, "I thought I had twenty four hours," and and Hell goes, "Blah, my bad." <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's, that's he's like, "I'm a liar." What can I say? But then John gets yeah. shot in the head. Yeah, he does. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I'm sure that's what happened. <laughs> it is exactly what happened. Good, um, because, <laughs> but because he's John Henry and he's the Man of Steel, John survives this shot. Yeah, um, he wakes up and. Everybody's gone. Bertha's got. Berta's gone, and all the bodies have gone. Um, and then a lady comes in to and it's helps our, him up. It's our lady, lady friend from the supermarket. I wasn't sure. I was hoping you'd realize. I was like, "Is that the woman from the supermarket?" Because her hair was slightly different, and I wasn't sure if it was and, her. And this is this is where I got again. I'm piecing this together here, but this is where I got that this this was their plan to to move the Berta and and Amelia out in the morning because she says, "Oh." He says, what What are you doing here? And she says, oh, it's like we agreed. I'm here to pick up the kids. Oh, so she was... Oh. So I think they'd brought her in, but all of that happened off screen. <laughs> the last so time we saw her, they were her. just having a bit of a dance. I didn't get that. <laughs> exactly. I didn't pick that yeah. up at all. So he gets up. He's, he's fine. He's got a scar on his head, but um, <laughs> he has managed to survive this gunshot. It, it looks like maybe it grazed across his forehead. Yeah. Because um, he's got like a big gash across his forehead. Um. But Bert has gone, all the bodies have gone. And he actually says, hell never leaves a body behind. 
Yeah. Um, so he goes and has a shave. <laughs> yeah. <important. laughs> Which is a bit strange. And then he grabs his sledgehammer from the garage. And you're like, yeah, this boy. film's about to pick up. And then he goes to see his gran again. Yeah, he wants to know where he doesn't know where Hell lives or yeah. where his lair is. Yeah. So that's the info he's after. And he figures she'll know. She's his grandma. She's my grandma. She'll tell us. Uh, it turns out it's his grandma's 82nd birthday, which was a nice yeah. little feature in the film. Um, so he says to her, look, where is he? And she won't tell him. She's she's protective. She knows who this guy is, and she's but she's still protective of her grandchildren. Um, and she actually says to him, you're better than this. You don't have to stoop down to his level. Yeah. He's quite clearly going to, and she realises that at this point, and she does eventually give him an address. But she also says to him, oh, he still has his mail sent here. Uh, can you take his post? <laughs> I thought that was just her. That was her way of telling him the address. Just... Uh, well, I and John opens the door, gets the the mail out, and it turns out uh, Hell is short for Helen. <laughs> <laughs> was it? I didn't even pick that up. Yeah, it was on the post. It was called Helen. Because yeah, Grandma says, "Oh, I think he send he gets his post sent there because he doesn't want people to know his real name." <laughs> and all the post was addressed to Helen, Helen Henry, Helen Highwater. Yeah, whatever his name was. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't pick that up either. That's really bad of me. I'm not. I'm not a devil for the detail. That's that's what we're picking up from these films. Cut from there to a humorous scene. I think they went yes. for the comedy moment here. Um, there's two gangsters in a car in these white tracksuits that all these gangsters wear, and they're having a conversation about the Human Centipede film. Yeah, something they've watched on Netflix. The <laughs> yeah, Netflix yeah they there is a Netflix mention here. Uh, which, incidentally, isn't on Netflix in the UK or in the US. Yeah, they're discussing the human centipede and how the the, the physicality behind it and how it would work. And there's the, these your obvious gay jokes and stuff in there. It's, it's, they're just going for humour. Um, yeah. And then they look in the rearview mirror and they see John Henry walking down the street dragging a massive sledgehammer behind him. Yeah. And they're like, shit, what's going on here? So they get out of the car and without even missing a beat or saying a word... John smashes this guy's head off with a sledgehammer. Yeah, and we see it from behind a palm tree, and yeah. it's just an explosion of gore. It, it was like watching Ash vs. Evil Dead again. Yeah. <laughs> we head inside. We we go inside to where Hal lives in this house that's just over the street from where these guys were. Yeah. And he is telling off the lady gangster, because she was yeah, the, she, she's the one who shot John, and he, yeah. he didn't want that. Yeah, he's like, I wanted him to see what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. So she's um, she's getting tortured basically by this guy. Yeah, and suddenly the hole appears in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can describe it. Um, the the wall starts getting smashed up, and little John's face pops through the wall. One Not guy before a piece of the wall has <laughs> yeah. embedded itself into a guy's neck. Yeah, one one guy gets killed by a piece of wall. Um, uh, he pulls the piece out of his neck and blood just gushes. Gushes everywhere. All over. <laughs> everyone. All over the female gangster who we met earlier. The lights go off at this point. The power yeah. goes down. They're in, they've been plummeted into darkness. And Hal says to this girl, get out there, go and find him. Yeah. yeah. I, I won't. You, you do me a favour. Yeah. All is forgiven sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so she heads outside. She's crawling around the house trying to find him, stalking around the house. Walks into the garage and John smashes a leg with a hammer. Oh, it's pretty gruesome. You see the bone pop through. And then he fucking rips his sleeves off his t-shirt. That's brilliant. <laughs> you see Terry Crews get the guns out. I imagine that he does that every morning. I, I've got a feeling John Terry Crews puts a t-shirt on and then rips the sleeves off straight away. Every day. I tell you what though, these the uh, white tracksuits are good for showing up the blood. Yeah, they really are. That was a definitely a stylistic choice, wasn't it? And then the soundtrack is very reminiscent of a Tarantino film all of a sudden. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's We've definitely got a sort of Kill Bill Volume yeah. 1 vibe going on. 100%. Um, so John heads around to the front of the house and he knows the only way that he's going to get how to come out of this house is by smashing up his car. It's John's dad's car. John's dad's car, yeah. Which which hell has now got a hold of? Yeah, uh, yeah. He smashes it up. So he smashes it up. He smashes the windshield. He smashes all the headlights up, and it works. Hell does come out. 
of this house with his blowtorch and his gas canister. And, and his goons. And his goons. And he says, look, we're family. And John says, not anymore, we're not. <laughs> and Hell says, is that they're a, in a, stand- they're, they're they're a proper standoff? Stand-off it's point. a proper standoff on yeah. the lawn. He's even filmed like a standoff. And It's Sledgehammer versus Blowtorch. Yeah. And Hell says, is that a threat? And he's, John's like, no, it's a prediction. Um, John then takes a bullet in the back, I think, which takes uh, him down. He takes a couple. He takes a couple, yeah. He takes, yeah, he takes one in the knee as well. Uh, but he keeps on getting up. He, somebody's shooting at him and he keeps on getting up. Hell says, why don't we hit him where it really hurts? And then he brings out Berta and Oscar, who is still alive. Yeah. Oscar, incidentally, is played by a Netflix guy. Have you ever watched American Vandal? I never got around to it, no. It's really good. And one of the documentary yeah. film main guys from that is the guy who played Oscar. Oh, okay. um, so he's, he has a Netflix history. Uh, I've actually written it. I'd forgotten about these two. <laughs> it had been a while <laughs> since we'd seen them. So John is basically shot up. He keeps getting up. He won't stay down. Um, there's a nord. There's a crowd around because it's it's just in a normal standard family neighbourhood. So yeah, the so neighbours have come the, out to see what's the going on. There's a crowd around. Yeah. Um, a kid runs over to John to try and hand him his sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, and somebody shoots, which the kid and the kid hits the deck. So you think it's the kid? It's a fake out for the audience. Yeah, it isn't is. It? Yeah, you feel like, like the, think that so, think that hell has had the kid shot. Yeah, somebody shot the kid, but it it wasn't the kid. The kid didn't get shot. The lady gangster just fired. Did she fire it? She fired at somebody. Uh, she shot the goon who was who had shot John. That was it. Yeah, she shot yeah. the other guy. So she's kind of helping John out now. So John gets back to his feet for the last time, picks up his hammer. Um, <laughs> hell, then. So he's, he's stood in front of Hell, and Hell was like back. begging at this point. Yeah, he's backing away, and then he trips over. <laughs> yeah. He, he trips over his own gas canister. And so Hal is now lying on his back on the grass. John's standing over him, and Hal screams, "You're not! You ain't no killer!" And John says, "I ain't a killer. I'm John Henry." And then he swings that sledgehammer down and smashes his head in. And Can then I tell you, I I did leave the subtitles on. Yeah. And would you like to know what the subtitle was for John Henry uh, when he hits Hal's face off with a hammer? <laughs> Go on. It simply says, wet crunch. <laughs> it was like a wet crunch. That's not a bad shout. Um, as soon as he hits her hell with this hammer, John falls backwards himself. Yes. The next thing we see is John opening his eyes and Berta kind of looks, Berta and Oscar are both looking down on him. Yeah, and they thank him. They just thank you. They say, thank you, John. Um, the blues, John Henry blues song plays again. Somebody grabs his hand. Don't, think i know it was it was probably Berta, and then the film ends yeah so the the line of the song that plays is it, it says he laid down his hammer and he died yeah as per the the folklore and that's it that's it what do you think right <laughs> I, I, I thought this was a really strange one because this is a really low rated movie yep on as you say 3.45 yeah 3.5 i think on imdb and in parts, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. He gets shot in the head. He does. What's that dance scene about? There's, it's it's really, there's so much of it that doesn't make sense and it shouldn't work. But I really enjoyed watching this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did as well. It's definitely worth more there's than a 3.5. So much music. No, I shouldn't like this. This, because it doesn't make sense. It's stupid. You know, we had to go at that film last year, Dark Light, where someone got shot and then just came back. It's but it just but something about this. it worked in I, the context because you're supposed yeah. to think of him as a strong ass superhero. It kind of worked, and he did have a graze across his forehead, so it, it kind of explains to you that it missed. I don't know. I thought it was a lot of fun. I had, I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I always inspired myself, sort of thinking. I I don't think. Like I say, everything about this is like, I shouldn't like that or that should annoy me, but it didn't. And I, I had a good time. Yeah, I had a really good time. Um, Ross Cook, I, incidentally, I hates it. He said it was awful. <laughs> so, and there's every season that we seem to have a film where that happens, that we, we us two both enjoy it and he hates it. So, this, this seems to have come early <laughs> this was, season. Yeah, I was, I was surprised myself with this one, I must say. I, I, I thought the soundtrack was awesome. 
Um, and that, that went a long way for me. I've, I've done a bit of reading in the in the couple of days since I've watched this. Actually, yeah, it took an absolute panning from sort of critics. Um, you know, people criticizing Terry Crews' performance, Ludacris's performance, which I think is odd because Ludacris is in literally three scenes. Yeah, uh, and has got about two lines. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's harsh. I think that's a bit harsh. Um, but then I did a bit more reading, and and it turns out this actually was a this was the number one film on Netflix in the States for a couple of weeks when it came out. Oh, really? Um, and I know we were, you know, obviously we're still in a pandemic, but I know this this was that sort of last summer, sort of really at the height of things and, and maybe, it was, you know, a bit of an easy audience. But it seems to be one of those that's a bit, bit higher on the uh, audience rating than the critical one. And... I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it's, it as well. Leave your brain at the door. Don't get me wrong. But. It's stupid. It's it's <laughs> it's stupid, violent. Terry Crews is fantastic in it. It's probably the first time I've seen Terry Crews not try and be like silly funny because he's known for being a silly funny comedian, isn't he? But yeah, sure. And he he plays this dead straight, and it really works for him. I I I don't know what Ross's hatred of it where that stems from because I I had a lot of fun with it. I, it it was it felt like it finished too soon for me. I I do think there's stuff left out. Like I say, you, you have to fill in a lot of the gaps yourself, which which again didn't really make sense. When I had to really, I had to rack my brains when the 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 um the lady from the supermarket showed up. Yeah, it was a, know, there was no relationship there to collect the kids. What? Because <laughs> it felt like yeah. that was the first time they'd seen each other since school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit. Yeah. Something had been cut there, obviously. But no, I have, I have no issue with we it. We always say this. Look, we're, we're grading on a curve. Compared, oh, to completely. Some of the stuff, compared to some of the stuff we see, this this was a breeze. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I had a fun time. Agreed. Do you want to try and turn the tide on it? I, I could have took another 15 minutes of this. Yeah, I'd agree. Just, John Henry, give me some more um, braining people without sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, he only really hit two people with it, didn't he? And I'd like to have seen more of uh, that. You know... If he if he really had to fight his way into Hell's compound, <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely. I've written two words down after where I've written the end in my notes. I've written Tarantino film because <laughs> you let Quentin Tarantino loose with something like this, you you could have a lot of fun with that. He sure, could have sure. a lot of fun with this character. Uh, it was when that music started playing. I was like, yes, that's how I'm turning the tide. Let's give it to Tarantino. <laughs> done. Done. <laughs> so I guess. We should talk stream table this week because we're three films in now. So we decided Temple, Happy Anniversary was above Temple last week. Yeah. Is this above Happy Anniversary? Uh, it's pretty close for me. I, I, I liked them both, um, to be honest. Uh, I think this is better. I'm, I'm tempted to give this the edge. I think, I think this is better than that. They're, they're very different. Oh, God, yeah. All three of them are very different. Yeah, I think I think this I've had, this is the of the three films so far. This is the one I've had the most fun with. Agreed. This is the number one film for me at the minute. Cool. Early days. It is early days. It's easy to do the stream table when there's only three films in it. It's when you get to like twenty, it's difficult. Cool. So yeah, John Henry number one in the stream table, season five stream table. Well, that just leaves us to pick next week's film, I guess. Sure. Uh, we don't need to go to the randomizer this week. What? Somebody. Namely, Sam Mulholland has gone an early wild card. Wild card. This is the earliest anybody's ever played a wild card. He went in early last year. He played it on episode six last year. So this year he's and, and won. He won the competition. So for those of you who don't know, all, all of our patrons get a wild card where they can subvert the randomizer and pick a film themselves. This season we're playing the game slightly different in the fact that we've asked them to try and pick the worst film that they can find. You're going to regret this. <laughs> I already do, because I know the film that Sam's picked. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sam Mulholland, Patreon of Bottom of the Stream, has picked a film for his wildcard that is simply called After. Okay. Have you ever heard of a film called After? No, never. Okay. What do you think it's about then? I, I don't know. Uh, after <laughs> post apocalypse apocalyptic event <laughs> some chitty sci-fi nope <laughs> I don't know do you want to know the tagline yeah sure so the film's called After so the tagline follows straight on from that so it's After your first life is never the same <laughs> <laughs>
okay. We're going romance. <laughs> Drama romance from 2019. The synopsis yeah. says a young woman falls for a guy with a dark secret and the two embark on a rocky relationship based on a novel by Anna Todd. Now, the novel itself was based on some... <laughs> this is really random. The novel was based on One Direction fan fiction. Oh, God. Oh, we're not, we're not going all Fifty Shades, are we? Fifty Shades of Grey was... Was it Fifty Shades? One of them was based on... It was Twilight, wasn't it? Twilight was originally yeah, was, Har- yeah. um, Harry Potter fan fiction. They got adapted. So this is One Direction fan fiction adapted to novel. Novel then adapted to film. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, well, well played, Sam. That's that's definitely out of our wheelhouse. I think completely on IMDb though, it is rated at five point three. So okay. it's rated higher than John Henry. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The pick. The poster's very, very. You remember White Girl last season? Yes. The poster's very much like that. Okay. So I think we might have another White Girl on our hands. Let's see. So, yeah, Sam's picked that for his wild card this year. Thank you, Sam. Bring it on. So, check out After. And in the meantime, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, all the same username, which is at BOTS underscore podcast, Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. The email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com, and the website is bottom of the stream.com. On the website, you will find every episode we've ever recorded. All the stream tables, all the boxers, loads of other cool stuff, and some merch. I'm going to spend some time. I've got the week off work next week, so I'm going to spend some time on the website. Get that all up to date. Um, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. On there for a couple of quid every month. You can get early access to the episodes four days early now, some of the episodes. You get, we'll get some bonus episodes in a few weeks when we'll be able to record in the same room again. Um, merch. Nick does a newsletter every month. You could, like we've just said, if you come in at a certain level, you can have a wild card. So yeah, check us out on Patreon. And finally, we've already mentioned Discord. Check us out on Discord. Uh, the link for that will be on the bottom of the show notes. Yeah. Also, if you can spare five minutes, please leave us a review anywhere you can review podcasts. That could be on Podbean, Podchaser, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Or you could hammer your review into a bit of metal for us. Why not? <laughs> Definitely do that. So yeah, do that and then check out after and we'll be back on Monday for The Wave and next Thursday to talk about Sam's wildcard film. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.